Let us pray. We come to you this morning, our Lord and our God. It's sort of a strange thing to think that we are now connecting with you in prayer. And I imagine how it must be in heaven. Millions of people talking to you at the same moment. But because you are God, you can give us your attention. Because you are God, you know exactly where we are and who we are. And you know our hearts, our intent. You know what, our, what we are busy with. You know everything about us. And you know these things because you care for us. You know these things because you really want to be involved in our lives. And we thank you for this. And here we are. We are your children. We came to this place this morning because you are important to me and be, be, important to you and because we believe in you. We came to this place, Lord, because we want to hear from you because we know without you we are lost in this world. We came, Lord, because we also need to be connected to one another because together we need to face a world that is so alien to what the church stands for. I pray, Lord, that you will bless us today and you will also help me with the words I need to share. And Lord, may what we experience today be from you, from God himself, guiding, leading, and helping his own. We ask this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. What now? Where to now? I think all of us at some point in our life got to this point, not knowing right or left or right. What must I do? A few times in my life, personally, I had this huge question that I have to ask. Uh, the answer is going to be extremely impactful on who I am and maybe even on my family. So I need an answer. Because I know that the decision I'm going to make may be good or it can be terrible. It can be a business thing. It can be buying a house. It can be moving. It can be a relationship thing. It can be whatever in our life. But many times we get stuck with this kind of question. What do I need to do now? Now, always when I'm stuck with this question, I get really envious of Gideon. Now, let me read the story. Then Gideon said to God, In order to see whether you will deliver Israel by my hand, as you have said, I'm going to lay a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece alone, and it is dry on all the ground, then I shall know that you will deliver Israel by my hand, as you have said. And it was so. When he rose early in the morning and squeezed the fleece, he wrung enough dew from it to fill a bowl of water. And then he went back and he said, Lord, let's do this again. Now I want the fleece to be dry and then the ground to be wet. So the Lord patiently said, okay, Gideon, I will do this to show you that I want you to do this. So I said, Lord, send me a mail, send me a text, send me a call, a fax, a telex, a pigeon with a little thing on the leg to come and bring me an answer. A while ago, somebody asked me to pray for him or her, and, I, and they said to me, Ferdy, what do you think? I said, I checked, I checked our fax machine. There's nothing yet from heaven. Nothing. Reminds me of the story of this uh, uh, journalist that wanted to do a, a documentary thing on churches. 
So he went to this huge televangelist church, you know, with thousands and thousands of members. And he spoke to them about the church. And on his way out, he saw this golden phone against the wall. And underneath there was a note, $10,000 for a call. And he stopped. He said to the pastor, what's going on here? How can you have a telephone and $10,000 for a call? He said, well, this phone is a direct line to heaven. And you can speak to St. Peter. And the, and the journalist walked away and he thought, wow, that's amazing. So he got to maybe a Presbyterian Methodist church. And he talked to the people then on his way out. The same thing. He found a big golden phone. And he said to these guys, but underneath it said $1,000. He said, so this phone, they said, no, direct line to heaven and to St. Peter. They said, but why only 1000 Those guys, 10000 said, well, you know, money not that big a deal, so 1000 is fine. Then he came to Texas, Baptist Church. And when he was done, he walked out and there was a phone, 25 cents. He said to the pastor, I can't understand this. There was a phone with $10,000. There was a phone with $1,000 and now 25 cents. pastor said, oh, no, that's no problem. We also have a direct line to heaven. But for us, it's a local call. We have no golden phone in the back with a direct local call to heaven. So what is the answer? Now, you know that for the last month or so, I've been using this book, Celebration of Discipline, just as a basis for my sermon series that I've been preaching. Last week, I wanted to do something on celebration because we were going to have our big celebration, Rally Day Weekend. That's now going to happen next week. Not the rally, but the celebration sermon because we are planning some stuff for next week. But today I'm going to do the second last corporate discipline, and that's then on guidance. It's corporate. It means it has to do with all of us. Guidance. God's guidance. So, how do I know God's will? How will I get the answer I'm looking for? I need to know, Lord, I'm struggling with this thing, A or B, what will the answer be? The first step, always the Word of God. Your Word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path, Psalm 119. I'm afraid that many people forget when they pick up this book what we have in our hands. We have a compilation of 66 books that was written over 1,500 years, 1,500 years. Forty different people, authors, helped to write this book. The Old Testament was completed in the year 330 before Christ was born. The New Testament, the last letter was written, Book of Revelations, in the year 90 AD, 90 years after Christ was born. In approximately the year 400, the Bible was compiled as we have it now, with its 66 books in it. If you're going to read the story of the Bible, you will find that it's almost impossible to have this book in this pulpit today, because over the years, thousands and thousands of leaders and politicians and other people tried to prevent this book from spreading, tried their best to stop this book to be able to find its way into the hands of people. The fact that I can pick up this book and start to read, I actually need to say to myself, I've got a book here that was printed by a company somewhere in America, but it's a book that actually was delivered by God Himself to you and me, that I may know God's will for me in this world. But it's also a book that tells us the mystery about God. In the book of Ephesians, Paul comes and he talks about this mystery, 
And what he means is that all of us are trying to find our way through life. He says, every single human in this world are struggling to find their way from point A to point B. You get born, your parents raise you, the school system helps you, whatever, but you still sort of try to find yourself to the other end, and you do not always know what the other end is. And Paul says, that's a mystery, and then God breaks through these questions we have about life, and the place we answer these questions, Paul says, in the Word of God. That's why I've been constantly asking you guys, please just read your Bible on a daily basis. The second thing or third thing that the Bible teaches us is to find our way back to God. It's this mystery about life. But what is the mystery? Your life without God is useless. Your life without God is meaningless. Without God, we have zero hope. I don't want to talk about myself, but I said to Luis, you know, at some point, I was not feeling well. I never loved my bed this much in my life, you know. I just want to hug my bed when I see the thing. But I was lying, and I said, you know, it felt as if my energy is just flowing away, and your heart will beat slower and slower and slower, and just, it was not that bad, but I'm just, while I'm lying in bed, I think, am I ready to see Jesus? And I can't wait, personally. What an exciting thing. I have zero fear to die. Because I know I'm going to be with Christ, and that's what my life is all about. If I win or die, I'm victorious in Jesus. And that is what the Bible teaches me, that my place is with God, and how to find my way back to God, irrelevant of this world that we now live in. But it also tells me how to serve God. What I need to do to make God the God of my life. And therefore, in the Bible, you'll find all of these moral and ethical rules and, and direction that helps me to live a life that God can place His arms around me and you to protect us. But the problem is, it does not really answer my own personal decision. That's the issue. So a lot of people take their Bible, and they, it's like a, a point and, and, and decide thing. They open their Bible and they try to find a verse like this uh, and put their finger down and say, right, let's see what the Bible says. So this is what the living Lord wants me to do. Can't do that with the Bible ever. That's unfair to God. That's unfair to the Word. That's not how God wants us to use His Word. How God wants us to use His Word is to just read regularly the way that we read. At this point, I'm reading through the book of Ephesians. It's been taking me now like six weeks because I reread it constantly because Paul wrote amazing things in this letter that he wrote to this congregation. And while I'm reading just the letter of Ephesians, I believe that God will guide me to the answer I may looking, be looking for in my life. Now does he do it? Through his word and his spirit. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all the things and remind you of everything I've told you. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you in all truth. What does the Holy Spirit do? Now, I'm going to read what Paul said here. I'm on my way to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testified to me in every city that imprisonment and persecution are waiting for me. So the Holy Spirit is actually given to us to guide us through the Word. And I believe with all my heart, if I just continue to read the Bible, the same Spirit that inspired the people who wrote the Bible is the same Spirit that will help me understand the Bible. Because God is involved with the beginning and the middle and the end of His Word. 
and His Word continues to speak to us. That's why we talk about the Bible as a living Word. And I have read numerous times through the Bible, and many times I know some Scriptures from, from mind. But I would read it and say, I have never seen this. And I know the Scriptures so well. Because the Spirit just enlightened something different in this for me. Then He starts to guide your thoughts in the direction that He wants you to go. I've had people in our congregation come to me and say, after they had really struggled with something, that they had this dream. And they came to me and said, Ferdy, do you think that a dream can be a way that God is answering me? And I said, I believe that. Because God in the Old Testament and in the New Testament used dreams sometimes to give people the answers to the questions that they were struggling with. Not always, but sometimes. I had someone once say to me, you know, the people in the Old Testament and New Testament had visions. And I had this vision. I had this, this sort of this idea. Can this be from God? And I said, why not? Why do we always want to stop the work of God in whatever way, shape, or form in our lives? Because God can do the work that He wants to do with us. I just need to walk close to Him. But the last one I think is the most important. Connecting with my spirit. Connecting with my spirit. You know, you can get away from anyone and everything, but you can't get away from yourself. <laughs> you can't. That thing when you lie awake at 3 a.m. in the morning, your mind turns around and turns around. You say, shut up, I need to sleep. But your mind turns around and turns around and you think about all this stuff. That's who we are, isn't it? We have our mind that will take us to places and our mind will remind us of stuff and we wonder, why am I thinking of this? I many times believe that the Holy Spirit, while we are thinking and struggling with ourselves, is helping our thoughts to connect with what we need to know about who we are, about who God is for us and where God wants us to be. Especially if you live and you walk close with Him. Because that's how the Holy Spirit works. Personally, it happened with me once. You know that I run in the mornings four miles or so. That I was running one day, and normally when I run, I, I pray, and I, and I think about you guys, and I think about the church and stuff. And I will never forget, I was struggling with something very important. And I'm running, and I'm praying. Suddenly, this thing came to mind. I thought, now, where did this idea come from? So I'm trying to ignore it because I need to focus on this, whatever I'm thinking about. Then the idea came back again. Then I realized, but the Lord is now answering my question that I've asked Him for a few weeks. There's the answer. As clear as daylight, this is what I need to do. While I'm praying, I'm thinking about something different, from the side, an, a, an idea comes up. The answer comes up. God connecting, I believe, with all my heart, with my spirit, because He wants to guide. Third one is prayer. Asking you will receive, knock and you will find, door will be opened for you, for everyone who seeks, receives who asks, receives, everyone who searches, finds, and everyone who knocks the door will be open. Why will the Lord not answer? A few times in my life, no, many times in my life, I sat with someone that was going through a crisis, and I would say, Lord, today I need to remind you of your promise. You gave us a promise when you were on this earth. You said, if you ask, you will receive. And Lord, today I'm reminding you of your own prophet promise. We are asking you today that you will give us some guidance or help or solution with this issue. In the Old Testament, the prophets would stand before God and say, you said this, now do it. And I believe we can also do this.
I'm talking to my dad. Dad, help now. We're at loss here. Give us the answer that we are looking for, and the living Lord will never fail us. The last one. Corporate guidance. Without guidance, the people will fall, but with many counselors, there is deliverance. A fool's way is right in his own eyes, but whoever listens to counsel is wise. Plans fail when there is no counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Listen to counsel and receive instruction so that you may be wise. Later, all of this from Proverbs. For you should wage wars with sound guidance. Victory comes with many counselors. I call this the box theology of Paul. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length, and height, and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Paul's box theology. What this means is, if you have a box as big as this, this kid has no idea what's on the other side of that box. She needs to ask someone who's on the other side of the box, so what is on the other side of the box to know what's on the other side? She needs to ask a parent to be able to look down on the box to say what's on top of the box. Paul is saying, Ferdy, you have no idea what God's love and grace is until you have people to help you point out what is on the other side that you cannot see. Do you get it? So, so you guys see parts of God's love and grace that I cannot see from where I am standing. And I'm seeing parts of God's love grace direction from the point where I stand that you can't see. Because God is not giving all of us a complete view of everything constantly. That's not how God wants to work. God says, I want to work with people. And therefore he brought, let me just move this thing on. Therefore he connected with people, a nation of people that he led out of Egypt. He said, and with this community I'm going to do my work and they need to be connected so they can together connect with me and Discover me as God. I've got bad news for you guys today. You can't be part of a church and be an individual. In the sense that you say, well, I, I like to go to church, but I don't want to do anything with the people there. I just come to listen to the sermon, the music, then I'm off. That's unfair to the rest. Because you may have something that no one else has. You may, you may have something to offer that nobody else can see. And therefore, what the Bible asks of us is to connect with one another. And what this means is that there needs to be this corporate connection. If you look around in this building and online and you see the people, you need to say to yourself, hey, in a way, I am co-responsible to help the people with me in this church to find their way through life, and I must be available. Just available. You may sit here and think, but Ferdy, I know more, no, nothing more than you do. I know nothing. But you see, that's how God wants to work. The moment when somebody says to you, hey, I have no idea what to do. Will you pray with me or for me as I think about this thing? God will start to use both of you to give, the, give an answer. Of course, we are responsible to help each other find, its, find each other's way through life. Of course, we are just a family. That's why I chose this picture of a family sitting at a table talking about the day and talking about the future and how we can get there and where it's there, where God wants us to be. Therefore, we need to pray for one another. Therefore, it's important to have time for other people. Therefore, it's important to, to ask people about 
stuff that concerns you in your life and talk to them about this a little bit. It's good to be confidential sometimes when somebody says, Ferdy, I need an answer about this thing. Will you please pray for me? I'm not going to yell it out to the whole world. It's not necessary. Because sometimes God wants to work privately a little bit. But we need to be available. A lady called me this last week. She said to me, Ferdy, I've got this decision to make. And the decision can be really bad for my husband. Because if I decide to do this thing, I may be exposed to all kinds of stuff. He's got a compromised immune system. But I believe that's what the Lord wants me to do. But how do I know? I don't want to kill him. <laughs> but I need to do this. So, so what now? She said, I need your counsel. And I said, you know what? I'm just making a, sermons on, a sermon on guidance. And I said, well, thank you for calling me. I said, I have no idea. I have no idea. Again, I said, well, I checked the facts. There's nothing there. Email nothing. I said, well, I'll pray. Tonight I will pray and I will ask the Lord. And that evening I prayed. I said, Lord, I have no way to answer this question. The next morning she called me back and said, what's the answer? I said, I have no idea. But let's talk about this. And we start to talk about the practical things that needs to happen. And eventually we came to the same conclusion. To go for it. And we believe that is the answer the Lord led us to have because we both prayed and we talked about it a little bit and we both came to the same conclusion at the same time. And that's the first one and the last one. It's eventually after I've read my Bible and I've prayed and I've allowed the Spirit to move in me a little bit and I, and I talk to other people for guidance, people that I know are solid in their faith, is to do the math. To actually sit down and think through it logically. Okay. I need to make a decision about this thing. So what does the market tell me? What does the world tell me also about this stuff? Help me to do the math correctly. And Lord, help me to think about when I do this planning to get to the answer. And then you go. And then you go. Then you jump. I've had a few people in my life who came to me and said, we need to pray, and we did all of these things. Then they jumped but they hit a rock. One day, one day, a guy came back to me and said, you know, all the advice you gave me and we prayed and did all of these things didn't work out well, did it? I said, I have no idea why, why this went, went wrong. Three years later, everything was right in place again, but different. And he told me, he said, when I made a decision then, I ended up at B. I did not know that eventually through B, I would be able to find my way to D. There was a sea in between, a place in between that he didn't even know existed. He was at A, went to B, everything went wrong because we thought B was the answer that God gave us. Everything fell apart, he had to go to C, and eventually ended up at D, and that's where the Lord wanted him to be. And there's no connection between D, A, or B, C, because C helped him get there. And he came to me, he said, well, it took three years, but the God, Lord got me where I think I now should be. So I believe with all my heart, if you decide after you've done this and you go for it and you hit a rock, it's okay. Because the living Lord wants you to succeed serving His kingdom. Hear me out. 
the living Lord wants us to serve His kingdom. And sometimes as we stumble through life and we make bad decisions or right decisions or wrong decisions or the best ones that we believe, the living Lord says, Ferdy, I'm still with you on my way because I'm serving a kingdom that's larger than yours, but you will be guided by me because as long as you ask me, I will guide you. But remember, we are serving a greater cause than only your own. I can't let my kingdom work sit to just make sure that everything is perfect for you. Sometimes you will need to hit a rock when you jump. Because through your pain and suffering, my kingdom will be served, but I will bring you where I let you to be. Because I want you to succeed. You are my child. How can we not live our life in confidence? How can I not wake up in the morning knowing I'm okay? I hear so many people are anxious about their lives. They are struggling and say, I am falling apart. I do not know what's going to happen with me. Relax. I'm a child of God. He wants me to succeed. I just need to read His Word. Pray. Allow the Spirit to move. Ask guidance and counsel and talk to my Christian friends. And go. Because He's got me by the hand. Amen.